Emmanuel Rodriguez here from the School of the Worshiping Musician. And thank you for tuning in to this month's podcast. And uh, the whole purpose for doing this podcast is for developing and equipping and releasing confident worshiping musicians into the body of Christ and from the anointing that comes from the Lord. So I believe the Lord will give you a word today. And if you're interested in one of my devotionals, you can email me at worshipingmusician at gmail.com. And uh, there'll be more information in the description where you could purchase a hard copy as well. Well, you can email me and I can send you the information as well. All right. Well, thank you for joining us uh, with Dr. Bill Font here. And here we're going to have a little discussion and a talk, Bill. Thank you for being with us today. And so we want to be able to discuss and talk about the future of worship. Uh, a couple of the questions, how can I get past the music? Uh, what does it mean to prophesy? These are all questions that a lot of us sometimes have. I know I do sometimes. So we want to be able to share this with with, with uh, other believers and even even some, you know, lately I've been encountering a lot of new believers that have questions about worship. And so for me, the future of worship falls right into that. You know what I mean? So yes. we're, doing a separ- uh, uh, we're doing a separate class on that on, on Saturdays. But today is just an interview with Bill, and we're going to talk about these things. And thank you, Bill, for coming on with us, man, here with the worshiping musician. School uh, the I'm, worshiping blessed, musician. I'm blessed to be here. So, Bill, what is one of the things that you see in the future of worship, I know you talk about it in your book, and mm-hmm. we'll put links in 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 the in the description on how people can get this book and some mm-hmm. of your other material. Okay. And so we'll we'll talk about that some more. Uh, but what what do you see, and what what is it that you discern as far as the future of worship right now? Okay. Well, in my book, I, I talk uh, a little bit of how if you go back in church history and in the last uh, 70, 80 years, we've seen. Uh, it's in a time where each of the fivefold ministries, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, um, have been been emphasized in the context of worship. Uh, if you go back to the 1950s, 40s, 50s, uh, with the uh, outdoor crusades under the big gospel tent, a lot of the songs were very evangelistic. Uh, songs about healing, about salvation, about deliverance. Those things um, coming into the 60s, 70s, and 80s, we there was uh, we saw the restoration of the teaching gift to the body, and um, and of course you know with that a lot of teaching on the subject of worship. Coming out of that, we we on the on the on the heels of that, we saw um, what we call prophetic worship movement, um, where um, People began to um, use prophecy and 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 um, the prophetic elements in the context of worship. And then over the last ten years or so, we've seen really uh, uh, churches developing uh, the pastoral role uh, in uh, over the worship team. And it's uh, kind of it's it's awesome, but it was unfortunate for years. Uh, I would estimate that the worship department was the least pastored uh, uh, segment of the church. And uh, we wanted them for uh, what they did, uh, you know, their performance, uh, their, 
their, uh, you know, what they did to make worship exciting and draw crowds and, you know, build a church and those things. But there was a lot of character issues, um, even some sexual issues. Um, and I talk about in my book, but also in the other book, 10 Symptoms of the Lucifer Syndrome. Yes. Uh, so, um, but on the, the end, the future worship, uh, I see it moving more towards what I call apostolic worship. And uh, there's not a whole lot of, out there uh, on books written on apostolic worship. It's still relatively new. In fact, a publishing company in Korea has showed some interest in that subject. We're still trying to work out something there. But the the idea is that talking about apostolic, talking about the governmental element, uh, we're talking about the the transformational element. If you go to countries like Brazil, for example, over the last uh, five to eight years, um, you see this worship movement growing so quickly. They've had uh, between one and two million people outdoors, worship events, I call them. Um, you see it now with with Sean Foyt and uh, yeah. 24, uh, Burn 24-7 going across the, a lot of the northern cities with the rioting and things. Really what he's doing is apostolic worship. And what Absolutely. I mean is shifting the atmosphere in worship. The government of God, uh, you know, the enemy is a bully. Yes. And uh, he has bullied the church. He has caused, man, I, I really feel the anointing. <laughs> right Come now, on. Brother. He, he has pushed <clears throat> the church. He has br- brought a form of persecution to the church where the churches are shut in some states, tied on a drum. Uh, people are afraid uh, to, to go to church, afraid to go out in public. They're afraid, they're afraid, they're afraid, they're afraid. The enemy is, is an intimidator. He's a bully. Uh, and he's been very busy in these days, obviously. And <clears throat> what I love, what Sean is doing, and my friend, Dr. <clears throat> Charles Karuku, and my other friend, uh, Josh, uh, Josh Lindquist, uh, the three of them have been working together, uh, the two of them with, with Sean, um, been going to these almost like worship crusades. These people saved, yes. baptized, <clears throat> uh, but literally, uh, some are calling worship protest. I, I, I don't care what you call them. I just know right. it's, it's an element of apostolic worship. Just saying, we're going to use worship. We're going to, we're going to see God ascend. Yes. Even songs that are songs of ascent means they they sung about God as they ascended up to Mount Zion yes. to to lift uh, Jehovah above the other gods. Come on. And so we're we're seeing that right now. We're living out, and I I know I'm speaking prophetically also. Come on. We're living out the beginning of of apostolic worship, and uh, there's a lot I could say that, and I, and I know our time is limited, but I can tell you I, I just want people to stay glued to Facebook and other social media platforms that are. That are, that are hosting these uh, live events. Yes. And I want, want you to see what God is doing and Amen. begin to believe God 
to do that in your city. Amen. And you know what, Bill? It's uh, like, again, like you said, you were speaking prophetically. And that's that's so awesome. In, in your book, you have Apostolic Worship One and Two, and and that's a like you said. It's funny you say that. It's not funny you say that. But through discernment, you know, there's there's a whole book of that that I I know you that's in you to that needs to come out. You know, you have the journey, how we, how, a book that you have about living in revelation. We got to have this revelation. And this revelation is, is you know, I, I, heard, I heard someone say yesterday, if, if our songs are crossless, in other words, our songs are not pointed to the cross, they're crossless, that they don't mention the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, you know what I mean? And how we're born again and, you know, by water and by spirit. You know, in both, in both, the water is the element, is is the natural element, like just like he did in Genesis, where he, when he made man, he he, got with his hand, got the dirt, hello, an element, and then blew, and said, "There's a man." So he was born one, and then two by the spirit. Come on, somebody, uh, I feel the anointing now. So it's like you know, so he got the element of the water. Come on, you know, Bruce Lee said. Uh, be water, you know, put the water in the cup. Don't get all circular, but uh, and religious with me. But he says, you put the water in the cup, the water becomes the cup. So, <laughs> so us as spiritual beings serving Jesus, serving the Lord God Almighty, the host that us spirit men and women, that we become Christ-like, you know, in everything that we do. Come on, man, this is so good. So apostolic worship, yes, is so essential you know a couple weeks ago uh, i was at a night of worship where i was actually uh playing and you know there was a move of the spirit all of a sudden uh i didn't i didn't expect this all of a sudden it was like you need to get saved come to the front and you know people came up and you know what i had seen that in a long time and i was so overjoyed that i was like yeah lord yeah you know <laughs> like come to the front and you know i, I saw young people old people coming to know Jesus yes, and we have to rest in his anointing rest in his presence and I don't mean rest that we just fall asleep and, and you know okay uh, no no I mean that we rest in what he has done for us and that we all become evangelists because we all do the work of the evangelists you know somebody at work told me the other day he said Manuel there's something different about you and I was like no I'm just me right and he said no because you don't cuss and I said, oh, okay, well, thanks a lot, you know. <laughs> and I, and I yeah. said, well, I, tr I really try not to, you know. So it's like, sure. well, thank you, Jesus, you know. <laughs> so anyway, so what is, how can we, and that's the spiritual aspects of what's going on right now. These apostolics with Sean Floyd, he's going everywhere and doing that. He was recently in Kerrville. I saw that part of that live video. It was that's so powerful. And so how can, as musicians, Let's shift gears here a little bit. As musicians and psalmists, uh, how can we get past the music? How, or how do we get past the music? I know you have this book, it's Beyond the Gates of Praise. That's kind of almost like what I'm asking here. How, how do we get beyond just the music? Part of it is, is training, I know that. And, and, and the pastors, I, I, I wonder, this is my question, I wonder if pastors or equipping spiritually and in the natural. We need to learn music theory. We do. Uh, we talked about this in the heart of the psalmist. Um, 
but also what are the some spiritual aspects that we need to learn and know to get past the music? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I'm 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 definitely tracking with you. Um, during the Welsh revival, uh, Evan Roberts, who was really the person God used to, I mean, he didn't really want it, but God used him to to really spark that revival. Uh, some years into it, a newspaper reporter said, Mr. Roberts, what are you going to do with this revival? And Roberts said, uh, that isn't the question. The question is, what is this revival going to do with me? So I want to use that in the context of music. What we do with music is we can be skillful. We can be we can practice for thousands of hours and we all have and we'll continue to to hone our gift uh and because we want to um as david said we want to play with excellence um we want to have an excellent spirit we want we want to be able to you know we're playing for our king you're right uh yeah. but then there's the other element the other side of the coin is is what is the music going to do with you not just what we're doing with the music. And the reason I say that, I'm, I'm not just playing with words here. What, I, what I'm saying is this, there is that place in God uh, that that musicians begin to prophesy in their instrument. David talked about it mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in the Old Testament. And, and while we don't have time to really get into the, you know, all this is found in a certain scripture and all that, just, just to conserve time. Uh, but, what, I believe that one of the things that David was talking about was that, listen, you don't want to be so caught up. You want to be prepared. You want to be trained. You want to be all this thing, play with excellence. But if you're not careful, you're so focused on doing it right, you never slip onto that next dimension. Mm-hmm. Okay, And that next dimension is playing in the spirit, under the anointing, playing with divine inspiration, partnering with God to really encapsulate the atmospheric environmental aspect of what he wants to do with that music. He wants to soften hearts. He wants to, yes. he, he wants uh, to see uh, himself uh, through, through the music ex- exhausted above, uh, excuse me, ex- exalted above gods and in his spiritual wickedness in high places and, I mean, it, there's a battle that that's an aspect of worship. There's, there's, you know, there's so much to it. But the idea is that we, if we don't develop a sensitivity to Ooh, that, then, where, where right. are you going with this? Where are you going? Is it just a worship set? If it is, let's do it and let's do our best. But, and I think this is an element that worship pastors and worship teams have to develop in the privacy of their own practices uh before it's a sunday morning or friday night worship or whatever but that we set aside time to just worship together as a team to really gel to really play as one man um i mean even even some of the rock uh groups of the 70s and 80s said that Mm -hmm. they would worship to a certain point and then there's there was like another person would show up Okay, right. if if that happens demonically, Ooh. much more. Which which is to always to try to duplicate. I mean, we have the authentic, okay. But yeah. if we if we as anointed musicians are abdicating 
our rights and our authority and we're not partnering with God, well, guess what? It's like Jezebel. She picks up that authority, you know, mm-hmm. and, and tries to do something else with it. I, I'm saying that the enemy always tries to to uh, to duplicate the authentic. Right. We have the authentic. I think the real stuff. The real yes, stuff. The, re, the real deal. <laughs> and so it's really, it, it would behoove us, use a nice King James word, it would behoove us to to really set aside a half an hour even in our in our worship practices and just worship God. Get into that groove, get into that place of playing and just and just see where God takes it. And and get so um, comfortable uh, with the idea that there there's an there's an there's an element, there's a level beyond the worship set. There's partnering with heaven and again this these are elements of apostolic worship but partnering with heaven to bring the kingdom that jesus said your kingdom come your will be done in the uh, in the greek it reads more like this your kingdom must come Mm -hmm. your kingdom must come your will must be done if if worship teams had that type of bulldogishness and i'm not talking about a soulish behavior but i'm saying so in turn with what the spirit of god is doing we would we would see less demonic activity in our cities we would see the government of god uh go forth we we would i believe that we could push back demonic powers yes and exalt jesus above but we're not doing that and if i if I could, if there was any point to scold the church uh, or to bring some correction to the church that says, why aren't we, um, you know, the kingdom of heaven suffers the violence and the body taken by force. Why by aren't force. we, brother, why aren't we pressing in and contending for what Jesus died for? Yes, amen. Maybe that's a question of the hour. I don't know. But we, we, we've, we've got to realize that we're, we're, we're called for more than the yes. worship set. I'm, I enjoy the worship set, man. I love worshiping yeah. with God's people. Uh, but those times that we get together on Friday night worships and stuff, like like you were talking about people running for the altar, man, that's all atmospheric stuff. And yes. that's what worship's supposed to do. And you of all people, you know, you're in the, you're in the brass. You, you understand what the trumpet, what kind of environment it creates, what kind of emotion it touches. Right. In, in one of my chapters on the Lucifer Syndrome book is the power of music. And it's talk about how the saxophone touches certain emotions, the trumpet and the different things. It's just that we can harness that for good. And um, but one one of my pet peeves, if I can finalize yes, it, was this. One of my pet peeves is, and I, and I certainly don't want to speak ill of the dead, and I know probably going to make some people a little bit... Uh, upset with me today a certain man died who was a guitarist uh, i highly respect the man's gift uh, his uh, his talent was amazing 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 but i can tell you that there are worship musicians that idolize some of these guys and and all they want to do is play like that person and okay so Let's put a lid on that and let me continue now with this statement. 
why let that person, whether they're serving the Lord or not, why let that person put a lid on mm -hmm. what you're called to do as a musician? Mm. That that is not the goal. The end goal is not to play like Van Halen. Come on. Okay. The end goal is to partner with the Holy Spirit to bring yes. heaven to earth. That yes. that is what this is all about. Musically, to to bring the atmosphere that transforms lives. And, and so much of what Israel dealt with from king to king was that the king would exalt, you know, in the, in the high places, certain gods. And the next one would, next king would do righteously and him go and tear those things down. Part of that governmental apostolic worship is about through music, bringing down those things that would exalt itself above the knowledge oh, of God yes. through, through our anointed worship. No different than David as he played his anointed music and it touched the heart of one of the most evil men that walked the face of the earth in those days. Saul. Saul was completely disobedient. He was evil. He had murder in his heart. Um, and he was full of iniquity and unrighteousness and, and uh, persecution and all that against the, the anointed man of God. But, but what did God do? God said, David, play, 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 yeah. play, play. Shifted the atmosphere mm -hmm. and brought, brought at different points, brought, um, brought an atmosphere into the room that would soothe his troubled soul. Uh, you, you, you've touched that over the years. You, you've been involved in that. Um, uh, I have, and I'm sure many others that are listening to this to this podcast. But I, I'm just saying, let's don't. And again, I don't want to speak ill of the the brother, or the man that just passed away. I'm just saying that that's not the limit. If anything, right, that might be a place to start, but it's not the place. <laughs> right, right. I mean, he had greatness. He had yeah, greatness. I mean, the guy is will go down in music <laughs> history and. And that's awesome. And I certainly celebrate his accomplishments, but he is not the guy that I'm trying to imitate. Okay. With my music, I want to tap into the songs of heaven that have yet to be written and mm -hmm. the melodies that have yet to be heard. Come on. That's, that's what I'm going after. Amen. Bill, and you said something that, that was, that, that was a mouthful. And you said something. I heard a worship leader a couple a couple months ago said this. He said, "You know, I like the worship set. I like everything about the worship set. I think it's great. But what I found out that it made it difficult. Come on, to get into worship." He said. He said this. I found out that rehearsal made it complicated and made it technical. Hello, about what we had to do. And then when it came time to do the 30 minutes of worship or five minutes, 10 minutes of worship, everybody was lost. You know what I mean? And, and that, you know, we think that equipping and, and commissioning is just the laying of the hands. That's just the beginning. After that, go get equipped, go to school, get a lesson or two. You know, do, do, I'm 60 years old. I'm still taking lessons. And people think like, you're crazy. You know, the instructor tells me, I think take a lesson from me. I said, no, 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 no. I, I want to know, I'm, I'm trying to grab from you 
for the kingdom so I could be better, better effective, to be effective uh, for the kingdom of God and to impact, you know, the devil in his kingdom. And so I know me doing that, I get attacked. I'm sure you, you do too, Bill. And so it's like, you know, we speak about truth, but how much do we actually want to receive truth? And truth to me is translated to one word, and that is change. And that's what a lot of worship pastors, pastors, leadership, that we're afraid of because we're so used to the set list. And when it comes to the apostolic worship that God is looking for that, I believe there's a transition that's happening. I still believe this is the year of the Levites and going into 2021. And is that, is that the Levites are, 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 are raising up. They're getting equipped. They're learning from guys like you, myself, and other, other guys that are out there. They're like, I want to know what, is it, what it means. You know, uh, I, I'm still finishing the office of the minstrel book. And so it's like, I'm excited to be able to impart this wisdom onto other people so they could understand what their role is. Because we don't understand roles. We get lost in the role of the musician, yeah. of the psalmist. I'd like to say thank you, brother, for, for working on that, preparing that to be a blessing to other people. Um, that says so much of the kind of heart that you have for the worship community. Uh, <clears throat> I think one of the things that we fight a lot is is our own arrogance, um, which mm. is linked to pride in in our work. Uh, you know, being the most uh, the most um, sentimental, the most you know the feely, touchy group of the church. Um, we tend to wear our sleeve, the, our feelings on our sleeves especially in regards to, uh, uh, you know, playing our instruments or, or with our voice. Uh, and someone says anything, even if it's constructive criticism, we tend to take it as complete criticism. And um, it's because we, we think we got it all. We're, you know, we're all that on the bag of potato chips, of course. Uh, but the kind of heart that you're demonstrating is that, no, I want to continue to learn. Uh, I, I think every every Christian or gospel or um, worship musician, a singer has to have that kind of heart and attitude that says, you know what? Uh, yes, I have invested decades, brother. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been playing at church since I was 12 years old. Uh, I'm gonna be 62 in a few months. Uh, so that's, uh, that's a long time, 50 years. Uh, but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm having so much fun. I, 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 I'm just now really touching things that I know I was born for. Um, mm -hmm. but, if, but if I was full of arrogancy and pride and vanity, the things that Lucifer struggled with, um, uh, I will implode. Uh, I, I will self-destruct. And, uh, and I will become an island somewhere. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I will isolate myself because nobody can do it as good as I can. You know, uh, nobody can do it like me. They just don't understand me. You know, there's so many tests of a great leader. And one of them is, is the test of being misunderstood. And yes. you, you I, I know I'm talking to the choir when I say that <laughs> to you. You know, uh, you know, because it's something we've talked about over the last few years. You, you, you've been greatly misunderstood, brother. Um, but to me, that's a test. Um, yes. 
we've got to pass that test as musicians, as singers, to say, you know what? Um, you know, I, I need to listen to my critics. Um, there's always going to be an element of truth in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to find it, look hard for it sometimes, but it's there. <laughs> I mean, even Proverbs says, agree with your adversary right. while you're with them. So that means you, know, you got to find some element of truth, uh, even in the most critical moments. Um, but our identity cannot be in what we do. It has to be in who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us and God wanting to release his ability. I mean, anointing is ability, power, and grace. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if we're anointed as musicians, it is the grace, the power, and the ability of God to play that instrument. Yes. Where did that where did that perfect pitch come from? Where did that mm. ear to hear come from? Where did where did that hunger to play an instrument come from? Where if we don't trace it all back to God Himself said, you know what? You were born for this. Okay? Right. To me that that, that helps keep things in perspective. That 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 I'm not so full of arrogance or pride or vanity that says, you know, it's me. It's me. I recently heard a political figure said, I am this certain party. I am. And I'm going, woo. Listen, <laughs> listen to the dude now talking. And the, the real heart comes out of this individual who said, I am the. And I'm going, ooh. But I've heard musicians in the church kind right. of have to feel that attitude like that. Well, I am this worship team. And this church worship team right. will fall flat on his face without me. And I'm going, hello, Lucifer. Hello, Lucifer. And so I'm just saying, God has kept me in the woodshed for for 50 years, brother. Yes. Every once in a while, He sends me back there again and deal with my attitude about this, that, and the other. (laughs) I guess I'm a slow learner uh, or something. (laughs) Me too. Or maybe just because He loves me. Yes. I'll, I'll take that. It's because right. he loves me and he wants me to have a good attitude. He wants me to be in a position where I can help other people. Yes. Right? And brother, that really speaks about who you are. And and, and I know I didn't come on here to, to, to build your ministry here necessarily, but I, I just want everybody to know who's listening to this podcast that Manny's the real deal. I mean, he, he loves you. He's pouring himself into you. He's developing resources. He has people on his program. Because he wants to help you become what God has destined you to be. I applaud you, brother. Uh, I love you. you. We've been buddies for a good while. But I I just want to go on record as saying that. Thank you, Jesus. You know know what, uh, Bill? One of the things that the Lord corrected me, and I kept saying to myself, I am a minstrel. I am a minstrel. And the Lord said, yeah, yeah, you are. I said, but you forgot one thing. I was like, what is that, sir? And he said, Whose minstrel are you? And I went like, because I was when, when I was writing this, I was like, this is our declaration. I am a minstrel. And the Lord said, no, I am God's minstrel. I am the Lord Jesus Christ's minstrel. Amen. I I am the minstrel of the Spirit of the God flowing through me. So I'm not just a minstrel because a minstrel is a tool. It could be used for anything. Hello. Right. Good or bad. <laughs> Good or bad, you know what I mean? So the Lord said, correct this. So I went back to my notes. Thank you, sir. I am God's minstrel. I am God's minstrel, sir, just to make it clear. I am the Lord. How many of us are crashing 
You know, the symbol plays, but without love, it's just crashing. You're right, brother. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at that so people can think about that. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, a, a good leader is going to lead you somewhere, but he's going to make you want to drink it. You know, like they say, you can lead the horse, you know, to the water, but you can't make him drink it. He's got to want to want to drink it to stay alive. You want to stay alive, you got to press in to, okay, I'm going to drink from the water so it can renew my mind, renew my words, have reconciliation with my family, with my church, with my fellowship, with my tribe, whatever it is you want to call it. You know what I mean? Get, get back to the basics, the word of God as a minstrel, as a psalmist, as a writer, as a musician. You know, the Bible says that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. So if you're listening to this broadcast right now, I just let you know right now, give your life to Jesus right now in Jesus. And I feel this anointing right now so, so strong. And I'm telling you right now, just say, Lord Jesus, yeah. come into my heart. Come into my life. I've messed it up. I've messed up the lives of a lot of people. And I need your help, God, right now in Jesus' name. So I want you to know, if you said that prayer, send us an email. We'll send you a Bible. We'll get you connected, you know, to the Word of God. And then if there's a local church that we know, we'll connect you with whoever it is that you need to be connected with. To God be the glory. Amen. Bill, any, anyway, I just felt that so strong. Bill, uh, That's good. I, I, um, uh, we already have our, our limit, but what are, if you had a panel, check this out, if you had a panel of about 50 pastors and they all have the same question about, okay, what is this thing about worship that I need to do to employ this movement or this sound? What, what, what advice could you give us? To employ the sound of God, I, I said something there really good. I would, I would say, um, you can't lead where you're unwilling to go. And um, and what I mean by that, and, and I, I don't have any judgment when I'm saying that. I'm just saying that is a biblical principle. Um, I have been a past senior pastor of two churches, my wife and I, and. Um, been, been in ministry for uh, 40, I started my 47th year. So <clears throat> my point is, the answer is intimacy with Jesus. Uh, it's not, it's not, we're not pushing a style of music. We're not pushing a, uh, we're talking about worship that comes out of intimacy. Intimacy with God is the hotbed of revelation intimacy with god is a hotbed of revelation you want god to reveal you reveal to you the depths of worship get intimate in your worship Mm -hmm. start there just just let him pour that that over you and um and and to and to show you how he would even use worship Mm. as a as another staff member in your church and what i mean by that is that the Holy Spirit can direct even the worship service that you, you were talking about earlier, where people would, without an altar call, would run to the altar, uh, where, where people can be healed 
in the in the middle of worship without hands being laid on them. I'm not I'm not saying we shouldn't lay hands on people. I'm just saying right. it's like having another staff member with the Holy Spirit letting out. But it starts with intimacy with Jesus. It's getting on our face, uh, loving Him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, putting Him in that place of preeminence, and saying, "I want You uh, more than." this i want a presence driven church i i want to release the presence of god into my community and you will see the fulfillment of I think it's uh, ezekiel 47 i believe where it says that the glory of the, of the lord like a river poured out mm. from uh, from under the door of the tabernacle and it went out went deep and it went deep and it went out further and further and it never spoke of the end of that river. It just, at a certain point, it just became rivers, just, just women. And, and listen, I'm not saying that we throw all caution to the wind. I'm not saying that we throw out all of our programs, God forbid, because uh, we've got to minister to everybody. But I'm just saying that we've, we've got to have the Holy Spirit in our pocket. Uh, we, we've, we've got to have him as a staff member of our church. And we and, and but it starts with every pastor, every leader having an intimate relationship with Jesus. Amen, Bill. I'm going to read a, a quote here from your book on page 241 on beyond the book, and you read, "Heaven has no need for a worship leader. Worship will be led by will not be led by a team on a platform." We will stand before the king because we serve a kingdom and in a kingdom, there's a king. Hello. Yeah. Anyway, of the universe and worship him in a matter of which he is worthy. When we understand the worthiness of God in our worship, in our intimacy with who he is, he'll begin to speak to you, correct you with so much love because we do a bad job of it. I'm, I'm only speaking for myself. I don't know about Bill, but I do a bad job of it sometimes correcting my son. And he's five. And, and the other day, my wife said, babe, I don't think he meant that. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, I, I, you're right. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And so I, I you know, hello. <laughs> so I get it. The, the, the worthiness of our father, he'll say, Manuel, not like that. Like this. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? And so... Uh, I just want to be able to be transparent with you people. It's important for us to get intimate with the Lord. Yeah, man. It, it's so important and it's so vital. Prayer, intimacy involves prayer, involves worship. And I must say another word. Some of y'all maybe haven't heard it in a while. Fasting, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you oh, yeah. Know, you know, if, if we treat food as our medicine, we won't have to take medicine to treat our food. Anyway, so, <laughs> you know, and a lot of times we, we, we forget. We, we, we want to, you know, for me, I want the tortillas. I want, you know, all of that, you know. And, and I, if I'm not treating it as medicine to nourish my body, then, you know, it's going to be the opposite. So it's the same thing with the Word of God. If we don't treat it as it life for us, mm. when we get into a crisis, we're going to be, asking for life yeah okay yeah so let's treat the word of god as medicine to our soul 
for joy, for happiness. Uh, God is, man, God is just downloading right now some stuff to me. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, Lord, like, come on. But anyway, so let's, let's, let's create our, his presence and announce his presence and do what he says to do. And for us, Bill, could you kindly uh, pray for us uh, as we close and any last comments? Uh, I thank you for coming. I just want to let everybody know before Bill prays, we're going to have everything in the description on how to get in contact with Bill. If you want him to go to, to your church or do a conference or a workshop, uh, I'm still working on trying to get him all, over here with me. Um, but God, God, in God's time, God's going to do it. So all the information will be there, how to contact, get his books. And he's, he's a great mentor. He's my friend. He's my mentor. Uh, and I love you, Bill. Thank you very much for this time. And I know time's important. So I love you, man. Thank you. Oh, and I love you too. I appreciate you down to the years, uh, the brother that you've been to me. And, uh, you know, we, I just want to say to uh, people who are listening uh, right now, um, this program exists uh, for your benefit. Um, no one's paying us to do this. Uh, we're doing because we love the body of Christ. Uh, we we love what we do. We love to develop people. We love to pour into you. We love to light you up and to set you on fire and burn for Jesus. Um, and so um, so please receive that as a gift, and um, and reach out to to Manny and uh, please show your appreciation to him and his ministry. Uh, I'll tell you, in ministry, very few people actually communicate, you know, what they're receiving. And I think one email equals probably a hundred people or more who said they would do it, but won't. And uh, I'm just saying it means a lot if you would just sit down and write him a short email and say, hey, Manny, bro, we appreciate you. Please, please continue to do this. It would be such a great encouragement to you, Manny. I just know it would. Um, if people would do that, but, um, let's pray father in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy spirit, God, I thank you so much for this program. I thank you for this ministry. I thank you for the, the, the ministries that have been touched by this program. I thank you God for all that are listening. I ask you, Holy spirit, show up in a big way in their rooms in their churches, in their families, in their ministries. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to them spirit to spirit and that you would just cause them to fall so in love with, uh, with you. And uh, I just pray that intimacy will become a real pursuit for all of us as we've talked about tonight. I pray in Jesus' name that uh, that uh, communities would be impacted because people have been listening to this program. I, pr- I pray that Jesus will be exhausted, exalted because people have been listening to this program. I pray, I pray that churches will increase in uh, authority and in number and in grace in Jesus' name because of listening to this. I pray that uh, people will be further prepared to do the ministry you've called them to do. I pray for an increase of anointing upon their life, your power, your grace, your ability. 
and their instruments and their voices um, and other ministries that they're involved in. I just pray Jesus name that a spirit of transformation will be released through this broadcast, through this program, through this ministry. And that even Salt Lake City, where this ministry is based out of, uh, that even Salt Lake City began to see uh, a transformation. We, we thank you that every knee is going to bow to Jesus, yes. uh, to his lordship, to his authority. I thank you that the government of God will increase. It's upon his shoulders. Yes. And I just thank you that that government will increase. Uh, and we bless you so much and thank you for this family, this ministry. Lord, I ask, pray for a special blessing on Manny. In Jesus' name, Lord, I love this, this brother. I, I ask God that you give him strength like he's never had. I pray, God, that you that your anointing, the next time he picks up that trumpet, will blow holes through the darkness. That would be like light exiting uh, that trumpet as he plays. That would just confront darkness in Jesus' name. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would so anoint him that that uh, demonic entities would know his name but that but then ought to same time holy spirit that you would keep him covered i pray that angels would surround him and his family i pray god that you would keep him healthy thank you for being covid free in jesus name and i thank you father i thank you father that there's an end coming to this covid mess and the yes. churches are going to be able to reopen safely. And we're going to see the greatest impact. We're going to see apostolic worship. We're going to see the greatest impact the church has ever seen. We're going out with a bang. And I thank you, Father, yes. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bill, thank you, Father. I pray Jesus' name for Bill. Keep him safe, full of wisdom, protect him. Thank you. He's COVID-free in his family. In the name of Jesus, touch him with your power, Amen. with your anointing. Hallelujah. Continue to build him up. Continue to show him your love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So I thank receive you. that.